0: Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. (laughs) Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we hold horror to progressive standards that it never agreed to. Tonight, we're watching a movie that deals with the spookiest topic of all, 2020. Uh, it's time for the lockdown thriller, Host, a found footage movie that takes place entirely over Zoom, which I think technically makes this podcast a sequel. Here to discuss this movie with me today are my Zoom besties. First, my co-host and the Gemma to my Haley, Ben Khan. How are you today, Ben?
1: Oh, I'm so... That's the nicest thing anyone said. Call me the Gemma of the group. <laughs> heart, heart sign. Heart emoji.
0: You're Can't definitely going to be heart. responsible for summoning the demon that kills us all. Um, yeah, no, that.
1: Okay, that checks out. Yeah, no, that <laughs> thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, that that's. Really? A-
0: and raising questions about whether a Zoom haunting would cross time zones or whether she would just die three hours later. Emily Martin. Emily, how are you?
2: I'm awake.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. Um,
2: thank you. <laughs> And uh, as far as I know, no demons yet. A sort of
1: sometimes scenes reading of the movie where it's just an invisible person going nuts and throwing stuff. So I like that in the time zone where it's like, oh, man, just the invisible demon being on a bus for three hours waiting to get to the next
0: <laughs> person's apartment. And finally, our special guest, playing the part of the irresponsible spiritualist who starts a session and proceeds to lose her connection and never bothers to check back in. It's comics writer, artist, editrix, and educator Steens. Steens, thanks so much for joining us tonight
3: hello hello thanks for having me and yeah I definitely feel like I would be the one to leave and never come back
0: <laughs> yeah this is my, my biggest question mark in this movie um, <laughs> Now, uh, Steens, this this movie was your suggestion you said specifically yeah. you wanted to uh, watch something this sort of a, a with a found footage setup uh, what is it mm-hmm. that appeals to you about the idea of like found footage horror?
3: found footage horror movies are my favorite horror movies. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you don't really have to set up anything with world building. I think that a lot of times with, all kinds of movies, actually. A large part of the first act is building up the world. You know, you have to know who your players are, where this takes place. And while that's great, um, found footage doesn't have to do that at all because the setup is that it's real. You know, if you live in real life, you already have the setup. Let's just get right into the scary stuff, you know? Um, So I really like that. But I also really like how people um, get creative with found footage, you know? um that's everything from is this actually going to be filmed by someone on set or is it going to be like a mockumentary or you know or what there's so many different things that you can do with it and it's it's nice to see new found footage movies um really pushing the the limits on that
0: yeah i i particularly found that this one was was incredible because i think there's this this dichotomy with a lot of movies that generally involve technology i know ben and i have talked about this with like horror movies that involve video games where like a lot of the times the person making the story like is not really familiar with how these things work doesn't play with it doesn't know anything about it and like it was very evident from how this movie uses zoom that like the people making this movie are very familiar with zoom they had like oh, yeah <laughs> ideas that were like yeah. zoom centered that worked fantastic
1: now, is yeah. that them having done research or them also existing in the year 2020? I mean, I it mean,
3: could be a little bit of both, you know? Because that's
1: what this movie made really made me realize is there's going to be this really weird, like, micro-genre of 2020 period pieces one day. Like, there's going to be general 2010s period pieces, and then there's going to be specifically 2020, that weird fucked-up pandemic year. Yeah,
3: Yeah, which, you know... I'm one of those people that like I don't care to see any pandemic shit in my entertainment to be honest (laughs) because I'm already living it what am I escaping to what is this you know but this one I mean I had to watch because a it's found footage but also at this it just reminded me so much of uh, the Collinswood story which is another found footage movie that took place over uh, like a web chat in like 1999. And it is super fascinating to see a movie to do something that was so similar to a Collinswood story but upgraded for 2020.
1: My favorite horror movies, I mean, the best horror movies are always the ones that speak to like a real fear like of the times. And what is a more real and visceral fear like in our lives right now than our friends and loved ones are in trouble and we can't be there to be there for them or do anything to truly help them we can only like watch through a screen
2: yeah the specific use of zoom is a really brilliant way of kind of framing found footage movies and uh, advantage of having the, the found footage technique because there's a lot of way a lot of found footage movies that are out there or technologies as jeremy said the movies based on a particular technology that are out there that aren't immersive mm-hmm. in the way that really really good found footage horror movies are this movie makes such a good use of tension with very little like budget or technology or anything i mean they're just using zoom
3: i was saying it's (laughs) it's also nice that it was only 56 minutes long um considering you know zoom only has like what 40 minutes before they cut you off so i kind of got that feeling of they were really trying to stick to that short uh short film feeling and having seen plenty of other horror short films um I I think that sometimes the shorter the better because you don't have to worry about reeling people in you know it's just like yeah. let's get people scared
1: someone <laughs> yeah who just has to usually schedule a good chunk of their week around like figuring out when to watch the movies I also appreciated that it was 56 56- <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I had forgotten it that it was, it was so short. I was re watching it while I was working, and I was like, Oh man, it's already over! Oh, my
1: gosh, <laughs> every time I see an action movie that's two hours and 20 minutes long, I think to myself, Thank God we picked a po- like a genre for the podcast that's like an hour and a half every yeah. <laughs> time. <laughs> All
0: right, well, let's let's talk a little bit about this movie uh, just on the basics. Here it's directed by Rob Savage, it's written by Gemma Hurley, Rob Savage, and Jed Shepard. And it stars uh, Haley Bishop, Gemma Moore, who if you have a really keen eyed, you might've seen in Wonder Woman. She's one of the Queens guards there. Uh, Emma Louise Webb, who's in The Crown briefly, or Dina uh, Caroline Ward and Edwards Lennard. Um, Yeah, usually I try to pull up stuff that everybody's in that people might've seen. There's very few things that anybody might've seen that a lot of these folks are in. It's, it's really interesting because almost everybody in this just goes by their first name in the actual movie except um, for Teddy. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: Edward Liddard is Teddy.
0: I assume <laughs> yeah. Teddy is just what he goes by in real life. I mean this I don't know, probably, but Teddy I can't say for sure. Teddy is
3: sometimes uh, a nickname for for Eddie I, I for Eddie. I stand corrected. <laughs> I will say though that is very typical of found footage movies. Usually found footage movies will use the names of the actors to give it an even more of an immersive feel, but mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like why do you really need to bother though? Um, (laughs) Because how many people are gonna go to the IMDb page and and be like, but were their names the same, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: But sometimes it it, it does work. It did remind me though of, and this is the only time I will say this sentence, it reminded me of Fast and Furious and how we were talking (laughs) about how Brian O'Connor is such a bad police officer that when he goes undercover, they have him still use his own first
2: name. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's yes. fair for our, our actors. Oh no,
1: that's not to say for the actors. It's it, that's not what I'm saying. The actor It just reminded me since we were just talking about. Like, oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think this oh. does go to to Steen's point of like, there's not a lot of like world building. I, I don't know how much say Gemma Moore is like Gemma in this movie, but like it seems very much like they're playing a you know maybe a heightened version of themselves. Oh. And also, mm-hmm. I assume to some extent this movie was just like, hey, we're all stuck in the house and we can't do any other projects. Like, why don't we work on this this thing that we, you know, would do with Zoom uh, together? So yeah. I'm guessing it's- these are all people that actually know each other, at least to some extent in real life.
1: It feels um, well, incredible that this movie exists and it's executed so well.
0: Like yeah.
1: once this movie like really like shifts into high gear. It's like straight up one of the scariest movies we've covered on this podcast.
3: I think another thing about them keeping their real names and immersion and whatnot, it kind of reminds me of the other found footage movie, uh, Murder, Death in Koreatown. That movie in particular was marketed as not a movie, but as the real deal. Mm-hmm. So to the point where when it came out, like I'm on a found footage, Reddit, of course I am. <laughs> uh, when, it, when it came out, I so many people, <laughs> so many of us were like, okay, but like, who's the director? Who are the actors? Like if you go to the IMDB page for that, for the longest time, it had no information at all. And so because there was no information and we felt that it, it that the names of the characters were the names of the actual people, it made it even more unsettling because it's like, oh, this is actually real. Like this isn't a found footage movie. This is, someone found this footage, <laughs> yeah. you know?
1: I definitely wonder like, oh, I guess the format, like it's cool, but I wonder if that's just you know, like limiting as a director mm-hmm. or a cinematographer, there's not much you can do. Especially just how much at the beginning felt like, yup, I've been on a few hundred of these Zoom calls. Like, yeah. this, where, like all of the awkward moments, all of the buffering felt real, like absolutely real. But hats off to director, Rob Savage did a fantastic job. I thought there was so much creativity and well-executed scares and movements and- just great all around directing
2: it felt so natural also when you had the uh the frame switching you know like they do in zoom when you have have one person's
3: video pinned
2: you didn't even you weren't thinking like you weren't noticing these decisions it was so smooth my uh my whole context for this my my frame of reference for this movie um is the only other real found footage movie that i've seen multiple times which is the blair witch project Mm. (laughs) yeah i mean that is the found footage movie you know in terms of i assume that that's what people define the genre by because it was so big at the time now when i saw it should
3: have been the Collingswood story which came out
2: like nearly at the same time but doesn't get as
3: much uh attention because it's impossible to find but yeah Mm
2: -hmm. that i i am going to find that i'm going to find that the second we're off um, I'll have to probably send it to you from my oh, Google
3: Drive because when I say it's hard to find, it was my white whale for a very long time and I only got it because someone sent it to me. Nice.
2: Yeah, well, I mean that that makes it even a kind of more spooky, honestly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I mean, I saw Blair Witch Project um the it, opening day and I was on I was like 17 And I was like looking at colleges. So I was out of town and there was one theater. I was in Seattle. There was one theater that was playing it with like lines that wrapped around the block. And they also had like, they had a a special on Fox that was like a, you know, behind the Blair Witch Project story, you know, and it was basically another one of those faux specials that described these like students that go out and found the footage. Mm hmm. And then, so they had this whole backstory that was on TV and there was no real, there was no IMDb then, there was nothing. And I was really like so close to being like fully fished in by this. Early 2000s, we loved our alternate reality, like marketing games. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, I was, I was kind of a naive kid and I just was like, I was buying it like hook, line and sinker. And so I went to see the movie and I, I came out of that movie shaking, even though the very end of the credits, it's like, you know, this is, of course, all the credits show that there's, you know, a crew and stuff like that. But very end of the credits, it said, you know, this is a work of fiction. And that's that was the first time that it was like fully debunked so and i was still like terrified for a full 24 hours after that movie but thinking about that and you know all of the found footage that, that have been like the movies that have been out since then and uh, All these things that feel like overused or contrived. Watching Host was so cool because it still managed to scare the shit out of me. And when I was doing my class meeting the next day, I was like, "Ooh,
0: I'm on the set of a horror (laughs) movie." Um,
1: It goes (laughs) to show that even if tropes have been done and you've seen them before, if they're still well executed and presented in a unique, in an interesting way, they're still effective.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Things yeah. become tropes because they they work as storytelling devices. Work. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the story of this basically is the six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during lockdown just for fun, but they uh, get far more than they bargain for as things quickly go wrong. And then I, I guess talking about scare level, would you guys say this is spooky, as in not spooky, spooky as in a little scary, terrifying as in very scary, or uh, just existentially disconcerting? terrifying
3: terrifying yeah i would say it's terrifying um i say it's terrifying with the knowledge that every time you watch it it gets less terrifying Mm -hmm. like when i watched it the first time i was like this is the scariest shit i've ever seen in a long time i like My hairs were standing up on the back of my neck. I had dropped my phone out of my hand. I mean, I was just like, I was scared, you know? But Mm -hmm. the third time, it's like, I can watch it while I work, (laughs) you know? So it is, yeah, it's definitely one of those movies where it's scarier the first time than the next It's
1: definitely a movie that relies on jump scares and like surprises to a degree. It's not so much that kind of like psychological atmosphere disturbing horror that like sticks on multiple viewings. It's yeah. definitely a lot of like, oh shit, didn't think that was going to happen. Don't like that it's yeah. happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's genuinely terrifying, which is interesting because I think the last movie that we gave that ranking was Hellraiser, and these two movies could not be any more different.
3: Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Hellraiser has like one jump scare in the entire movie. Uh, and this That's one has true. like a constant parade of jump scares, but like they're all earned they all like
3: oh yeah are mm-hmm, in world
0: sure. feel good in, in the movie triggers for this movie there is imagery of of hanging and suicide there is blood violence like we said a lot of jump scares if you don't like jump scares this is not the movie for you and if you yeah. really don't want to think about the pandemic this is also not a movie for you because it is is heavily referenced though thankfully like none of this movie is about people getting or being sick before we spoil everything, like that's the end of our non-spoilery section. If you want to go watch it right now, go do that and come back and we'll we'll break everything down. Talk about all the, the fun stuff in this. All right. So just to sort of set it up like this very, I love that this feels all within the constraints of a Zoom call. Like literally we start with Haley opening the Zoom call. She's setting it up and inviting her friends and like, even like the first spooky noises, they, they set up a, a later jump scare very early in this, but, you know, we hear banging, the sort of cabinet falls open and things fall out and she hears noises at the window when she goes to go see what they are. It's, you know, Gemma who is throwing rocks at her window asking to be let into the chat. Um, <laughs> it's well, you know, wild. It's, yeah. it's
3: like, it's so interesting that that's what was the first scare is who is trying to contact me or get like in touch with me now? Like who, what is that? You know? Yeah. And I definitely think that's something that's inherently 2020 is why are people trying to talk to me, <laughs> yeah. you know? So that was definitely one of those, um, you know, setups for the the landscape that we're gonna, that, you know, the, the characters are gonna be playing in. And I think that was a really great way to start it off as.
0: Yeah. And I, I love this whole extended thing where like Gemma starts off on her phone and she's going into her apartment and switching over to her laptop and there's the whole echo thing. And, yeah. and it's like, just get off the other thing. It just <laughs> feels like every, Zo- every other zoom chat you're on. Gemma it's, just being a troll. I know
3: it's like, it's interesting though, because it's almost easier to see all of their personalities in something like this than if say they were in the woods and lost or if they were trying to break into you know a haunted asylum or something you know because with that they also have to deal with the environment around them you know tripping over rocks or oh this door is creepy should i touch it you know and all that kind of stuff kind of shows you who a character is but because they are just sitting by themselves in their natural habitat And then getting into the scary stuff that way, it it feels like they're able to show them, show the viewer who they are a little bit clearer than if they were anywhere else.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things that pops in, in this first couple of scenes that is a huge part of this movie is the playing with depth of field. Like they all are set up somewhere where you can see like the room behind them and then a hallway Mm -hmm. behind that and then like more stuff back here. There's all like darkness between behind half of them and you know, it's it's like there's plenty of room for something spooky to come out of or go into back there.
1: Except when Emma decides like, if I hide under my blanket, that'll stop the demon.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's usually like, the. I think that's like the strangest thing for people to do when they get scared is to hide in one spot like under a blanket. It It makes no sense to me, I still can't really understand it, but I do like that it did give it some variation because it felt more real. You know, not everyone has like, you know, dark hallways that are available for scares, you know? Mm -hmm. So they were able to find a a way to still make her uh, a situation scary even though she was under a blanket.
1: It does make Mm. me wonder if there was an audition process and what role someone's apartment (laughs) played in that audition process. (laughs)
3: <laughs> maybe so maybe so
1: if like they got like look you're a great actor but your apartment is just not it's set up for so scans.
3: boring like yeah. we're just looking <laughs> at a wall you got to give us something else can like, you move seeing... to a different room
1: <laughs> is there anything you'd be
2: okay smashing in your apartment <laughs> <laughs> well that's not always uh you know that's it's not always about what's okay to smash because things get smashed anyway to jeremy's point about like hellraiser and versus host about them being so different, you know, and and to your point, Ben, about the um the fact that they're both so terrifying, you know, Hellraiser plays up on these elaborate atmospheres and effects and all this kind of stuff, and it's this very situational, well, I should say, atmospheric and symbolic horror. Whereas they in in Host they do so much with so little,
3: yeah, um,
2: and with all uh, successful found footage horror they play up what cannot be seen over what can be seen. You know, they play up the fear of unknown. It's so well done. Um,
1: Carolyn's recorded background becomes such an unsettling image. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I I love, like, the shorthand with which they establish these characters that, like, both Gemma and Haley are sort of by their own during the pandemic. Gemma is sort of the... The trolley one. Haley's the responsible one. That's sort of like nervous and setting all this up. Then you get um, Emma, who is is also she's also on her own. And then like <laughs> Emma
1: is there. She's yeah. Part Emma of is
0: it. the scared one. <laughs> like Emma is the one yeah. who's not really down with all of this, but is here because it's the only way she can hang out with her friends. Both Regina and Caroline are so like oh yeah. Like Redina's is the one who's you know quarantining with her boyfriend who they're not really getting along and things are going poorly (laughs) which is very relatable and then you know you have Caroline who's quarantining with her dad who is just not paying attention to this pandemic stuff at all and just going everywhere whenever he feels like because and honestly probably isn't really paying attention much to this demon either he's probably out going (laughs) for another walk while all this shit's going down yeah we have no idea where he is because she goes looking for him at one point and that question is never answered
1: he's Um, fucking do it having some indoor dining somewhere without a mask on
0: <laughs> um well, he you know it's it's britain so he probably has a mask but that's about it
1: <laughs> yeah but it's not pulled up it, yeah but you know
0: he's like he's got up. it below yeah, the nose no yeah. teddy on the other hand who we meet just right here is uh staying at his his girlfriend's parents mansion somewhere in the country the, the bit with teddy is a great setup because like they intentionally uh you know, sort of put him out there by himself and then, you know, have have him be a person that's not taking this seriously and misses out on most of the insanity and then sort of wanders back into the middle of it. Um,
1: They establish a bit of a love triangle early on with, I think it's like Carolyn and Teddy. And it goes in my vault of fantastic, like early horror movie storylines that go nowhere because
2: people start dying. (laughs) i mean just a you know, little goes a long way you know when yeah, it's like it's clear I,
0: that everybody hates jenny uh who's, who's his oh, yeah. girlfriend you know well, like, she it was
3: sucks like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean the idea that she sucks is very very clear and it's so clear that my first thought was oh yeah jenny sucks we don't like jenny <laughs> <laughs>
1: we yeah, do not
0: literally like she's established being in a swimming pool and then like keeps like talking through them doing this thing and interrupting at one point and then just like
3: yeah like have some fucking away. manners like yeah. good god i, I can't imagine like if i'm in the middle of a zoom meeting that my significant other comes up and just starts like fucking around and would be like excuse you what, what are you doing? <laughs> uh,
2: Jenny <Jimmy> sucks. <laughs> yeah. Let's just we were all rooting for the demon when he took Jenny out. Oh yeah, no <laughs>
3: doubt.
2: I mean, Teddy, there's some interesting stuff going on with Teddy. Are we going down the Teddy's dead brother rabbit hole? What? Um, well, is no. it that, like, isn't that why he has
1: the music box? Because that was like, he's trying to communicate with his brother and that's the item because it's the music box his brother freaked him out with as a kid. Did he say his brother died? i mean i just infer that he didn't say his brother died but i figure like okay you're supposed to have an item meaningful to the person dead person you want to see oh, and you yeah, only talk okay. about how like your brother in relation to this music i think box. he chose
0: it because it was creepy and he like yeah he's, yeah. he's more interested in fucking more around than actually communicating with anybody that's way more likely
2: yeah. yeah well and he the fact that he introduces the music box with the spooky uh mist which is his vape yeah um <laughs> I'm pretty
3: sure he doesn't oh, really give too much of a shit about this. Yeah. I mean, if he did, he would have made more of an effort to be like, sorry, guys, you know, I can't make it to the Zoom anymore because Jenny or something like yeah. you know, notice that when he leaves, he does not make any attempt to let them know that he is not coming back or yeah. he will come back, you know, and it's just, it's just like, I would be annoyed that he even showed up
2: in the first place he's a real
0: he's a real lad yeah yeah
2: i'm not a great friend teddy i have a i okay my concern my questions comments concerns about teddy one man bun Mm. how do we define a man bun is Uh, it not just a bun on a man
3: i mean yeah that's it yeah yeah that's That's it it. (laughs) okay if you you put your hair into a bun and you happen to also be a man you have a man bun that's yeah all there is to it and so I don't understand what his little joke, you know, about it being like, what did he call it, a twat
2: knot? A twat notch mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he called his a twat notch and I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so why do they have yeah. this man around? Because yeah. he's clearly just a fucking jokester over here, this chucklehead Teddy. Yeah, and he's he all. Does I mean, where I like
1: him. I I'm not like I feel like I've been in Zoom groups with a Teddy. <laughs>
3: also been in zoom groups with a gemma and it's fucking annoying you know yeah. but i think that's also how it shows how real it feels is that you're going to have people who just do not have any sort of video chat etiquette at all i
1: definitely <laughs> sympathized with gemma's fight with Haley, where it's like you're the one who organized a seance and then you expected me to take that seriously <laughs> that's, on, that's on you <laughs> <laughs>
3: I will yeah. say that I mean that kind of goes into the the next part of what happens into in the story once everyone's introduced is um what is the uh Salen? Salen yeah, yeah they bring That's in Salen. Salen yeah who is the medium I have questions about her as well mm-hmm. um first of all what kind of business person doesn't test something before they do it? Like, I'm sorry. She was like, this is the first time I've done a seance over Zoom. I'm like, why would you do that with people you don't know? What you should do is reach out to your other fucking medium friends and say, hey, let's test this over Zoom to see if it's doable and what happens. But the fact that she brought this in, I was like, yeah, let's give it a try. I think she's part of the blame for this, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. well, also I'm just the fact not, it just that, like, is not
3: she, a responsible thing to do.
0: <laughs> also, the fact that, like, as this goes on, she will get kicked off of the call because her internet... Well, first of all, she'll get a package delivery in the middle of it. And then she'll get kicked off the internet and make no apparent attempt to get back in contact with them, whether through the internet or through the phone, until finally, like... Until finally, the person who's paying her to be there calls her and is like, hey, we need help.
3: Where are you? Yeah.
1: yeah. And then,
0: like... What? Once they lose and contact, she never checks back in.
1: I was a little yeah. disappointed that when she's like, Oh, it's my delivery person, we didn't see her just like continuing to be unprofessional and just doing the seance while eating noodles. Yeah. Yeah,
3: or who knows what that delivery could have been. It could have been something that she bought offline. I mean, who knows? The point <laughs> is is that. If you're going to do a seance over Zoom, please make sure you've done it before before you start. The
1: last <laughs> she has the last scene though, before the movie gets truly terrifying when she does call them. and I absolutely loved her tone of frustrated Astroplane IT lady.' <laughs> 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 She's really, Have you tried unplugging and then plugging your spirit back in? Yeah, yeah. it's like, all right, well, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it's not this. I mean if it is. Oof, I mean, you know. Uh, hopefully it's not a demon. Just yeah, like, hopefully I mean, it's not you,
2: a demon. You, you may I, have,
1: I told you not to do it, and you did it, so I don't know what you want me to do now.
2: You may have booted Demon OS instead. <laughs> um, And, you know, like kind she, of a memory wipe, so... Uh, this level of... She didn't even
1: really participate in the movie, and she was already done with it.
2: Yeah. Well, and the thing about it, too, is that, like if you think about it what they summoned is this incredibly powerful demon that like they they did on accident if that medium had any idea of what she was doing or what she was about she would be aware of that kind of like massive fuck up but um again didn't at least test warned for
0: the potential for this beforehand
2: yeah, hey guys, yeah. Least
0: <laughs> don't fuck around because you might summon a demon now Search let's general's
2: <laughs> warning Yeah, actually, that would have been really important
3: to hear ahead of time, because I feel like the beginning of any sort of seance always talks about things you should and things you shouldn't do. And she did not do that. She did not say what you need to do is, you know, keep the candle on. What you shouldn't do is X, Y and Z. Because if she had started off by saying, don't fuck around, because what we're doing is opening a door. And if you fuck around, anything can come in. That would have been a perfect way for Gemma to be like i'm not fucking around with this you know like if someone told me if you try and like get cute something bad will happen then i wouldn't do it You yeah know? she does go okay. through they all don't... the
0: like world building effort of like these candles are all gonna bind us as a circle so that we're you know doing this together if you need to if you need to cut the rope just you know this is how you do it like if if you need to get out this is what you need to do um, but does not go. Hey, don't fuck around. You might summon a demon.
1: Steens, <laughs> my head canon for Gemma is that is definitely different for yours because I feel like if you told Gemma like, "Hey, don't fuck around. You might summon a demon." Gemma's response right, was like, "Oh, I'm definitely gonna fuck around now."
3: Oh, I'd have to disagree with that. Gemma is not white, so <laughs> that's not <laughs> what's going to happen.
2: <laughs> well, I Gemma's mean, Gemma is actually
0: I, our uh, only non-white character in this story. Yeah um every, most of the other yeah. characters are extreme. I mean and I, I
2: I feel like if Gemma was did, was going to fuck around she would like tell people at least she would tell her friend she's like what if i do- oh my god and then they would give have a chance to be like yeah no. honestly
3: like I'm pretty sure who was the one that was like laughing along with her was I think it was Emma was it Caroline or was it Radina
1: who was playing the Astro playing either way
3: game. yeah I mean either way it's like if they had any sort of rules set up at all this would be a completely different movie but yeah. their Astro Astro not Astro that's hilarious their Astro playing person um, definitely <laughs> fuck them over. <laughs>
1: This was well, this was her fault. I am the, I am not leaving a good Yelp review on her page.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Stars <laughs> would,
1: not, would yeah. not seance
2: again. Uh, well, um, no one was left over. I think. Well, um, that depends answer.
1: on how you interpret the ending. Because I have a theory. I have my theory. Okay, we'll get the- okay. there. Okay.
2: But one thing I do want to mention is that if you watch, there's two versions of this movie. There is the um 57 minute version, and there's the 66 minute version the 66 minute version has a clip at the end of the cast and some of the crew doing a a zoom seance as like research for the actual Mm. uh, plot of the movie and the woman that is the medium on that call does say don't fuck around um, she doesn't
3: say, yeah so she, why wouldn't they put that in a movie because i know right it's pretty
1: important because they need the plot to happen yeah that's <laughs> true i guess they don't fuck um, around we don't got a demon
2: that's yeah, true she doesn't, Which... she doesn't say demon but she's like laughter attracts and you know fucking around attracts and she you know she doesn't say demons yeah this
1: is why i'm serious never fucking invite me to a seance if you're doing yeah. a seance, don't invite me. Leave you have me to know who
3: you who you bring. But I then I think because they did test it as actors and the real like seance person told them not to fuck around, that just makes it even more clear to me that the movie is saying, This is that person's fault. You know, they they should yeah. have said <laughs> ahead of time, here are the rules. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I do like that this movie also does like some fun world building stuff with zoom like uh we, we mentioned caroline's moving background but like mm-hmm. specifically like it has a background of her like walking in and fucking with her you know stuff on her her dresser and like going back up the other way in a way that like really looks like caroline is still there in a way that's going to be like very important in a in a, a that later jump um
2: yeah we have Chekhov's moving background we have Chekhov's uh face filter um i think it's is it emma who has the filter who she's she has these face filters that make her like on snapchat that give her like a snake face or a ghost face and it's a pretty uh a a pretty natural reaction you know she starts out she's like this is gonna be us later ah you know and then um that comes up later pretty brilliantly i think
3: so we've established who everyone is they brought in the medium you know what they can all do in terms of like Zoom capabilities, from the recording in the background to the filters. Um, but once they actually get into the actual seance, it's like very clear that no one is taking it seriously. As, as specifically, Jimma isn't taking it seriously,
0: and, and Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Teddy just leaves. Teddy just
3: leaves.
0: Yeah, his, his oh, girlfriend dude. interrupts him, and then he just like fucks off in the middle of it. And then, yeah, Gemma is fucking around and pretends that, like, something has touched her neck and is talking about this, you know, guy she knew in, in high school that was nice to her that died. And she's crying and being upset about this. And then Salem gets logged off. And then uh, Gemma's like, oh, no, I was just fucking around. I made it all up, uh, which, of course, pisses Haley off. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we learned that that's the moment that Gemma has sealed everyone's fate.
2: by making up a story about a kid who she knew that was nice to her once and then committed suicide that's dark there's also a bit where with the candlelight the the cameras kind of pick up reflections of the candlelight which the medium picks up on that but not on like anybody not taking it seriously or taking shots every time she says astral plane like
1: (laughs) and they do that awkward like i'm gonna go off to the side of the screen yeah yeah
3: yeah. like we know what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that also shows that she's a bad medium. I feel like a medium should be able to pick up on the feelings and the actions of everyone in the seance, right? So if anything, this isn't showing us that doing a seance over Zoom is bad. This is showing us to find a good medium. Because if you you find a bad medium. medium, you will die <laughs> like,
1: yeah. you don't want a bad medium or a medium medium
2: yeah.
0: find a good medium and don't fuck around
2: you don't want to find
1: out gemma fucked around yeah you beat me to the fuck around sorry and around. no no no, no. <laughs> you nailed it
0: yeah, I, I love that like they do this this whole thing where like you're you're getting invested in sort of this argument between haley and gemma and then like that's when the the freaky shit starts happening. Like Haley gets pulled across the room. Like her whole chair gets yanked away from the table. In a way, I'm that, glad like, that
3: it's her that that happens too, because you know Haley is the one that's the most like believing in all of this, mm-hmm. and Haley is the one that's taking it the most seriously. And so when something happens to her, then we know for sure. Oh, this isn't fake. You know Haley wouldn't fake that. You know, and I think that's a really good uh, choice on who to, you know, have be the first person to deal with something scary.
1: And It, it was kind of a good way for the movie to reestablish its credibility. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we just gave you a scary situation that was a lie, but now we're giving you one with a of like, we promise it's true and will be true from here on out. No more messing around with you. And,
3: and church, then I'm with a... that, it definitely, like, starts the movie off on, like, you know, there, there is no doubt. I find that in a lot of found footage movies, there is the doubt of if anything is real or if it's just all in your head, you know, or if it's something that can be easily explained and a lot, and this found footage is like, this is not going to be easily explained because you saw what fake looks like. Now look at what real looks like. And this is real.
0: It's a, it's a nice progression because it goes from something happening to Haley, who we know is smart and is is kind of grounded, but believes in the stuff uh, and wouldn't fuck around to Caroline, who we know is, terrified like from from go before anything spooky happens caroline is already like not sure she wants to be there and you know she she starts hearing noises and uh does her does her bit of going to look up in her attic in her favor she does pull the ladder down and starts to go up and then is like no that's a bad idea (laughs) yeah get my selfie stick and like point my phone up there and see if anybody, you know, on the other end can tell me if there's something weird going on up there. Which I was like, that's that's a smart horror movie move.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That was so, an A-plus move.
2: Best use of a selfie stick. Yeah, honestly. Did
1: not, did not help her in the end, but I'm like, that is some smart horror movie, mo- like, thinking.
0: It might have helped her survive longer, because we do see that, like, as she's painting around there, they do a really, like, clever, like... it's it's like in the descent where you keep kind of seeing things and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It it gives them a chance to be unsure about it because you think you see like hanging legs there and when she goes back the other way, like whatever it is, isn't there. It's like seeing the legs, you think, oh, that's probably a bad thing. Then she goes back the other way and you're like, oh, it's not there. That's definitely a bad thing.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's one thing to find a body in your attic, but to find a body that suddenly disappears that's when you just you're fucked you know there's nothing well,
2: you can do <laughs> I'd I'm rather gonna... find a body in my attic than find a body and
3: then not find the body again
2: yeah I don't think I'm gonna nickel and dime this one because this is a because <laughs> was like on one hand then you have to figure out how it got there no I don't <laughs> 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 not enough. If it disappears, you don't. That's the thing. It's, exactly. Is like I'm not fucking Scooby Doo. Is... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not doing any
3: more investigation. Okay. If it's there, it's there. So, I, I do like that. It is, you know, something that that it was, you know, on demand because then I could just
2: rewind it and make sure that I saw what I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't Pat. I'm glad it wasn't her dad. Oh yeah. oh yeah um her dad for all of his uh negligence i don't know i think i just have a <laughs> i have a like a, a weakness for like I, I think it's all the bbc shit that i watch but i think i have a weakness for like old kind of hapless british dads and jolly um, fellows yeah and then he's like all right i've i've I'm, just need the sun I like the outdoors (laughs) and I'm like like you are
1: adorable
2: yeah you're you're adorable and you're not taking this seriously but you're also probably out in the middle of the country in Britain and I don't think you're going to be seeing anybody else and you're just going to go outside and walk your schnauzer and with a little hat on and maybe an umbrella (laughs) and then like toss a coin into the fountain and then come home like I don't think he's in, he's not putting anybody in any in, in immediate danger. That's, that is my headcanon. I'm glad that he disappears and he becomes a dangling plot with Fred because I, I did not want to confront losing cute British dad. Look, well, he's going to
1: have a bad time once he gets home, but yeah. the events of this movie, he is having a very, like, jaunty stroll with his schnauzer. <laughs> Maybe the team. He does not understand technology. He does not know what Zoom is, and therefore the demon cannot hurt him.
3: Like, once the Zoom call That's is very over, hopeful. so is the demon. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: It was actually a horror movie for the demon. The demon finds out that the Zoom call ends, and then he's trapped, and <laughs> it's all it's all fucked up for him. It's yeah, like- but
3: then if he's trapped, then it's like, does he show up again again? The next time zoom is opened by anyone in that family well you know? i think
1: that's how zoom because it was the free version so i think that's how zoom gets you to like pay for like, uh, yeah, subscription. yeah yeah so <laughs> then you can continue to
3: haunt yeah yeah,
1: yeah 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 it's like yeah it's like hey look we can't be held responsible for a demon on the free version you yeah premium, zoom? Like we got, <laughs> we got anti-demon stuff there and algorithms in there we this got norton why.
3: anti-demon norton
2: anti-demon yeah <laughs> mcafee anti-demon. <laughs> McAfee McAfee exorcism software Right Um, Or it could just be like Lawnmower Man And then you know the demon is on all of the internet now
1: Or Lawnmower Man 2 Return to Cyberspace My favorite movie title of all time
2: I didn't know that that existed
1: I've never seen it But it was on The the preview for it was on the Mortal Kombat VHS So I saw that preview At least like a hundred times
2: that is the only place that that can exist.
3: Is no, I, that's, that's a pretty good title, but I like, think uh, my favorite like sequel title is definitely Cube 2, Hypercube. Oh, um, yes. that's a good,
1: thank you. Uh, every oh few God. months, it's like seven-year-old Ben <laughs> <laughs> pops in the VHS and there's a preview for seven and <laughs> Lawnmower Man 2, Return to Cyberspace.
2: Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Seven? Yeah. On Mortal Kombat.
1: That's one of the yeah. previews they put in front of, like on the Mortal Kombat VHS.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I was I got Princess Mononoke on Blu-ray, and there was like a Tinkerbell Adventures preview on that, and I'm like, Hey, parents, do you know what you're showing your child? <laughs> you know how yeah, much blood I, is. In we don't movie? worry about that anymore. No one uses DVD,
3: Blu-rays, or VHS anymore. It's all streaming, but. Someone out
1: there is listening to this podcast going like, previews on a VHS? What the fuck are they talking
3: about? <laughs> I know. Special features if you let the VHS continue to run past the credits. Good times. Oh, anyway, so after she checks the attic, they find the floating legs. Emma's glass shatters. And that's when we're like, okay, this is a problem. This is a problem, problem. And that's what Haley calls the
0: medium. We, we do also have introduction of Haley's camera and she's using the polaroid camera
2: oh, oh yeah earlier taking
0: she took a photo of, of everybody
2: on the zoom call which went before this all went down which was you know i i mean that's a very 2020 thing i suppose is p- taking a picture of your computer screen I mean, on your that's
1: the thing like the polaroid is like
2: making a comeback like that's yeah, definitely, like a
1: new thing yeah. yeah
0: yeah so she gets a, a picture in which it Emily, you're saying that there's like a hanging person in the picture. I couldn't make out what it was supposed to be. There yeah, was. So she yeah.
2: she has like she gets spooked, and uh, she's um, she maxes her her input and her output on her microphone so everybody can hear whatever she hears because she hears something. And then she starts taking pictures of her bedroom, and then she uh, she takes the the Polaroid photos with with the flash. Which at this point, I'm like, why is you just use a flashlight? okay you have one on your phone cool a whatever torch. um you have to use a torch huh it's torch. a torch oh yeah
0: because they're in britain yes
2: your phone has a light <laughs> on it but anyway i'm not gonna get hung up on this oh that was bad they call salem Develops- back
0: who was not bothered to to call anybody
2: she got
1: her delivery she she'll get back to them after she finishes dinner
2: <laughs> yeah taking her time eating her quinoa but um yeah also her house was like really weird
3: I mean, her house looks like a shack. Like it looked like she was living in like either a shack or like a decrepit mansion.
0: But she has but she a Scottish in, like, accent. I assume she is like somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Highland Scotland.
3: Yeah,
1: living in a house that's older than dirt. Yeah, I assume she might just been like, "You vote for Brexit, this is what you get." <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 That's what she's doing. She's really trying to weed out the Brexit crowd, you know.
1: She's big on the independence referendum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they they confess, or Gemma confesses to her that Jack isn't real. She made it up so, because, you know, they wanted something exciting. And Salin says, well, you created a mask and something sort of co- could have come through the mask. It could just be uh, any kind of regular spookum or it could be demonic. Um <laughs> We need to close that down by by thinking the spirits and blowing out your candles. Um, and they, they ask if the spirit has a message. And the spirit says yes. And then they ask if the spirit is friendly. And the spirit says no. Nope.
2: At least no. it's honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a very above board demon. It's like, no, I'm not friendly. He I'm doesn't need to. Yeah, he doesn't need to, to play
3: around. It's just like, this, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay.
0: Salen says they just have to blow out the candle and imagine cutting the rope and everything's going to be all better. She's saying this all over the phone. Salen's not actually on the call again, which is important because now everybody just believes everything is fine. Um, for the moment. Um, <laughs> and like they, fools. they all keep the call on, uh, Rodina goes to the toilet. Uh,
2: As a we, panic. We,
0: yeah, we do notice that, uh, her, her boyfriend is not around. Um, wherever he has gone, because he was supposed to have run off to the, the bedroom because they were arguing, um, but he is not in the bedroom when she goes through there. We, we don't know where Caroline goes. She leaves the room, she's on her laptop, but when she leaves the room while the others are uh, doing other stuff while we're looking at them, which is going to be important because we're going to see her come back in shortly. And uh, it's, you know, just going to be this sort of revolving background, they figure out. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Emma is playing around with the mask filter on her phone. Um, Everybody has just decided, even though they've been very shortly in what they feel like was mortal danger, that they're all just going to fuck around now.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it did feel a little strange when they did that, you know? I
1: did appreciate them doing the thing they were told to do to stop the demon after watching Bad Hair last week where it takes the main character the entire movie to think to do the one thing she was told <laughs> would damage the hair. Uh
0: yeah, so we we get everybody sort of doing their separate things. We we see that Caroline is is on the loop. Um so they they try to give her a call to to make her actually I look at the computer and answer um, and this is where the really like creepy shit happens where like we see the like texts coming through from Caroline yeah, and they're the just chat yeah they're just yeah. garbage in the chat.
3: I only noticed it on the third time watching it and when I realized it I was like damn it's just nothing. It's just nothing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it goes on for about 30 seconds before we see the video of her head hitting the keyboard. So it shows that there's actually a lag, you know, with between yeah. video and real life. And that part was even more scary because in my head, I was like, what the fuck is going on with <laughs> her messages? What is she messaging? And what's crazy is that no one in the movie acknowledged it. No one yeah. was like, "Wait a second, she's texting something." You know, yeah. no one actually looked in the chat, and so it was kind of like a thing just for the viewer to mm-hmm. to see. You know,
1: I thought that was the most effective scare in the whole movie. Oh yeah, because yeah. I definitely I saw it. I'm like, "Oh, she's actually like maybe she's being like pulled away, and she's just like grasping Hitting at the keyboard, the keyboard yeah. and then you see what's actually happening, and it's so violent and sudden mm-hmm. and." just absolutely terrifying like it's such an effective horror moment and it's just oh, enough God. that you're
0: like wait what just happened uh, which is yeah. what all of their reaction is and they they try to you know call her and get no no real response while they're worried about all this the lights are swaying in emma's house when she walks yeah. into the other room
2: yeah and, so she's uh, trying to figure out what's going on in there and then
0: she's she's looking through the like camera of her phone and there's like a the, fil- the mask filter is still on and it attaches to something that's not there which is the creepiest thing that happens in this fucking movie. And if this ever happens to me in real yeah. life, it's gonna be over. Like, I'm leaving the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: I'll done. just like instantly die. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that was so scary because the mask isn't even, it's like, a, it's like a mask that you would get in like a filter. So it's just weird looking. I've seen so many different kinds of like Instagram masks from just like, oh, that's a little creepy. And yeah. like imagining that mask just floating in midair with nothing behind it, it's like, uh, and then,
1: like, once the foot, she like she tosses out the flower, and then once the footprints start actually appearing in the flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, oh, the, moment,
0: oh. the moment with the mask, where like she is looking through the camera and you see her hand reach out to touch where the mask is, and then it turns and looks at her, is like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. i did not like that not like that that was terrifying yeah i mean the
3: fact that she had the idea to throw the flower on the ground to even like see the footsteps was pretty inspired because i don't think i would have thought that i would have left you know like yeah. well
2: yeah. what would have been more inspired is that if she now brett actually i'm gonna give brett the credit for this um partially to absolve myself from ever seeing an episode of of supernatural but um <laughs> brett has said that if any of these people had watched supernatural they know that they would have they should have thrown salt salt yeah yeah i mean but that's that, to be fair you could also hocus focus you have a lot of stuff that and you know folks folk tales um this is where that stuff comes from the if she had thrown salt on the ground and then the demon was walking through salt, then you, they would have known that they're completely fucked because this doesn't work on that demon. I, that probably would have been a little too elaborate for this kind of panic mode that the characters are in.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, she throws yeah. the flower on the ground, her cabinets whip open, we see the footprints coming through the flower, they're, they're chasing him out of the room, and we see, like, Emma running and it, it's that real, like, Blair Witch Project. We can't really see what's going on. We can see her feet as she's going down the stairs. And then we see that her feet aren't on the stairs anymore. There, she's, you know, like, She's up. floating um, somewhere. And uh, yeah, that's that's a nice little, like, transition there as well. We see her phone fall to the ground. Um, yeah, like, they, they wanted to get up and get out of the house, which... Is, is one of the few times like people keep saying this and nobody keeps leaving their own home. Um, but they're all trying that to get knows. they're all trying to get Radina's attention because Radina is wandering around in the background looking for her boyfriend still. Um and so like they're all yelling, and her Radina's oven starts smoking because her boyfriend was cooking something back there. Um, and finally she comes over to look at them and see what's going on, and her boyfriend's body falls from above the camera. <laughs> Oh. I don't know where he was. Was the demon just holding him? That was like surprise. <laughs> well, yeah, that's,
3: that's one of those things where I kind of wish we had a little more idea of what their houses looked like, because yeah. if there was a like a balcony or something, yeah, and loft, he was just thing. like tossed off the, ba- yeah, or something. Because when he did fall, like yes, it was scary, and it was effective but my my second thought after holy shit was wait where the fuck did he come from (laughs) you know did he get teleported down to that room because like from what i could tell it did not seem like he would have been where he was i don't know it was very confusing i think that actually was one of the things that took me out of it because i was like but where did he even come from
2: yeah there was (laughs) happened there was also kind of a slapstick quality to it because he just like splatted like, and not even, there wasn't, like, you know, gore or anything, but he's just suddenly, he was on the ground. <laughs> there's
1: a few slapstick moments in this movie where the demon's just like, just gonna throw some shit.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, uh, there's one scene where it's like, and it's supposed to be serious, but I couldn't help but kind of laugh, and it's near the end. When the demon just throws, like, Gem is like, trying to be on her guard, and the demon just throws one beer bottle at her, and she just goes down.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that and beer bottle just, does shatter.
1: Like, like shatter, then bam! Just buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Yes,
0: this is a very, like, this is, a, this is like a pub demon. He's just, like, just <laughs> beats people over the heads with bottles. Um, <laughs> it's Red Ted! <laughs>
2: Red Ted is the demon! There you go. Emma has been pulled off the ground. Um, Radina's, oh. uh boyfriend has fallen. Radina and then, tries to
0: run um, and then she gets like pulled back down the hallway and we get like blood spattered camera from her. Um,
2: yeah. I think that's not the last exactly we we'll see of
0: Radina.
1: It's not clear what happens to Redina. Yeah. yeah.
3: But I think your imagination kind of takes it to, well, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one you know? of those,
1: you know, nothing is scarier. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah for sure I mean because one of the things that I find scary about some movies is like that leaving it up to your imagination as to what happened to them you know like it could go to the version of like the ring where you see like their scared face you know um, Mm -hmm. after they've died which is also good you know I like that in horror as well but it is also nice when it's like okay they died but you don't know how they died so it's really just up to you.
0: Yeah.
2: I
1: feel like Carolyn's death was just like interesting in between where we got just enough s- flashes of it to know yeah. what was going on but not fully seen like oh
3: what that's the- next. Yeah, just thinking yeah. about
1: her death like that was definitely the most unsettling
0: yeah because this is where death. she pops back in that like they're getting the messages and they s- like finally her head stops moving enough that they can see her for a second and she just said, like she just says help me
1: This, yeah, yeah. The spectrum of depths from creepy to least creepy was definitely like Carolyn begging for help, but to Emma's just noping the fuck out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the um the thing with Carolyn that was really also very scary is that you have her like clipping through the background. Yeah. Um, and you see that it's not her room or i should say it is her room but it's not the same like lighting and everything she's in like a dark space so it's only the camera light that isn't that is illuminating her face Mm -hmm. and you know and you you it's very terrifying because you know you have that classic like light on under light of the face yeah she's all bloody um i'm never you know that's really
3: interesting that you Um, brought that up because I do think about like lighting when it comes to horror films. And this mm-hmm. is one of the first times where you see like the backlight of the computer on your face. It's just as scary as a flashlight under your face in like the dark woods, you know? So mm-hmm. it's really cool to see different ways that we can use different kinds of lighting uh, as we move forward in our technological advances. I'm yeah. never
1: using an animated background on a Zoom call again. And this movie is the reason.
3: <laughs> <laughs> fair, very fair. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah, and then this is this leads to Haley and Gemma arguing about whose fault all of this is because uh you know Haley's organized the whole thing, but Gemma's the one who fucked around and got demons summoned. Um,
3: when we all know it was the medium's fault.
0: Yeah, so.
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, girls stick together.
0: I was definitely
1: team Gemma, where it's like, well, of course she was going to fuck around, which I guess is more about me than it does the
2: movie. Well, everybody was fucking around at a certain point, but yeah, you know, I mean. Yeah.
3: That's another thing, like when you say let's do a seance, there's a, a, a level of we're doing this for fun, mm-hmm. you know? Like there's never, I don't know, whenever I think of any type of media of people doing seances, it's never something like I really, really need to talk to this person who has passed unless it's a possession or a poltergeist, you know? So if there's any other situation when someone's doing a seance, part of it is to have fun. So they're not yeah. really doing anything wrong by taking shots every time she says astral plane and like <laughs> just kind of dicking around. It's a hundred percent on the medium for not letting them know how serious of a situation this was.
0: Yeah. This yeah. Is not Like a Victorian, you know, I, I need to speak to the soul of my dead child kind of, yeah. Like. yeah.
3: No, this I, is a who can we talk to? You know, we'll just see whatever happens. I we didn't will, even have a plan. <laughs> yeah.
0: I will
1: admit, when Gemma said, "Like I hear, like I feel something on my neck. Like I hear, like a name. It's Jack." I had this glorious twenty seconds where I'm like, "Oh shit!" Is the part of this movie that they summon the ghost of Jack the Ripper on their Zoom call? <laughs> oh
3: my god! That, <laughs> that is be... a chump. Yeah, quite the jump. <laughs> I don't. I also don't think Jack the River would have any problem with any of them, since, as far as we know, none of them are prostitutes.
2: <laughs> I mean, they do show more. They probably all of their ankles are probably completely naked.
3: Completely like, naked. Yeah, Teddy that's
1: yeah. true. Definitely has an OnlyFans page.
2: <laughs> what Teddy? Teddy. Teddy. Has yeah. an OnlyFans Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
3: Yeah, yeah if I was Jack the River, night, Teddy so. would be
2: my first mark. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but speaking of Teddy, he comes back after all this yeah, so, shit happens. Yeah,
0: yeah. Haley Haley gets pulled down the hallway and disappears, and so Gemma decides that she's got to go rescue Haley um, and puts on her mask poorly, and then goes outside, and then her internet cuts out, and so it's There's, just it's just scared old uh, Emma the, under her blanket.
1: The horror is very effective here, as like one screen after another goes
2: out and and it just feels like more isolated than ever yeah Yeah, well we have we have blank screens one of which has a blood spot on it yeah (laughs) and apparently teddy has well teddy's got this whole joke set up so he's not reading the room and it's it's teddy coming in with like his little weird clown puppet because apparently the mansion that Ginny's parents have is full of terrifying props um (laughs) and uh yeah so he's got the clown puppet and he's like ha 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 got you and then he looks over and he's like oh where is everybody yeah
3: yeah he's not even really looking at the camera yeah he's just on screen you know and just kind of like looking around and being like what's up you guys what's going on and so so badly i wanted to like focus his head and be like look at what is happening on the screen yeah no one is there and emma is clearly scared of shit but yeah, he Emma's under just, her blanket. Yeah, just look at the screen. And he just 100% was not looking at the screen. And I don't know if that was like, just because that's how they wanted the story to go or if they were trying to say something about like people not paying attention in this time of Zoom. But either way, it was frustrating to say the least.
2: Well, I think Teddy is such a, um, you know, he's a lad, as we've said. He's such a jester (laughs) that he's, you know, when he's on screen, he's performing, and so especially like that's been established with his, you know, vape cloud of uh, spooky smoke around his.
1: He has a vape and a Zippo lighter.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, which is wild. Now that I think about it,
0: (laughs) this is Teddy is definitely the guy who has a Zippo lighter. Just as an uh, like an accessory, he just yeah. Has he one. just
3: has one. It's cool, isn't it? And he likes flipping it on and off. And doesn't actually. Yeah, it he just anything. sits outside
0: I, bars I, and flips it open and closed. Oh
3: and... God. I, I like... judge, I'm judging him,
1: <laughs> but I'm also judging myself because I absolutely was that guy like during college years.
2: Oh no, I I I know many of those guys. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah you they know. Suck. This, this is also <laughs> point where we have a nice like zoom moment which is like there's a there's a countdown at this point because we get the the notice that there's 10 minutes left in the session yeah oh my Um, god and like
2: really ramps up the
3: tension yeah it's actually like really great because it reminds you again you are on zoom this is Mm -hmm. going to end you know because after you know you get kind of past the the echoing and people not having their mics on and the, and the filters and stuff, you're getting caught up in like the deaths that are happening and what's actually really scary. And so this is like a, a pullback to remind you, don't forget you're on zoom. This is actually happening over zoom.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is the, one of the few times where, because I originally had on like my TV screen and I was also, I'm like, you know, what? I, what, I bet this would actually work better on my laptop.
3: Yeah. And and I was, I, yeah. I actually watched it on my laptop the first time. It was actually really surreal because it felt like I was in the yeah. Zoom call, you it know? It works yeah. so
1: well on the smaller screen mm-hmm. than it does the bigger one. So, which is also makes it this very kind of uniquely 2020 where it's like theater experience out. People can only see stuff on small screens. Let's mm-hmm. create content that caters. Yeah.
0: It'd be so weird to see this movie in a theater. I
3: like, know, now that uh, I think about it, I don't know if it would be as effective, you know? Yeah. because there's something really frightening about the smallness of the scary situation happening on your lap
2: yeah you know
3: this isn't something that you have to rely on the stereo to get like a feeling uh in or like the overwhelmingly quietness that you get in a theater before a jump scare you don't have any of that you know you're just if you're like me sitting alone in the dark watching a scary movie, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's a completely different feeling. With your headphones in. Isolation is so
0: much a thing about this movie too, is, you know, because we are in the pandemic, there's no chance that like these weird noises are going to attract neighbors who are gonna come over and see what's going Mm -hmm. on. Like, you know,
3: people are on
0: their own. Um,
3: And like, now that I think about it, were there very many like screams
2: in this movie? There were the 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 characters screaming like, but it was very abrupt. Yeah,
3: like it, there like, wasn't like a, a screaming like running down the hallway like help me! So yeah, situation.
1: It, it reflected that fear of like something terrible is happening to my friend, and all I can do is yell, Watch. is yeah. like, passively yell at them to try to affect the situation in any way, yeah. and that's why I think like I want like not just the screen but I think something would be lost by watching this movie with a large group of people when Mm -hmm. so much of it is just like the isolation we've all been feeling is like baked into the experience
2: absolutely
3: absolutely I mean I I would say if we were to recommend this movie to people I would recommend that they watch it by themselves on a small screen
2: yeah yeah absolutely
0: Absolutely. yeah yeah I've, I've I think both times I've seen it now I've seen it on my uh monitor here mm-hmm. on my desk. So it's it's really effective that way. Um and here's where like this is the first time I think we get a good look at this thing with Teddy here. We get to see like this demon face. Um you know Teddy Teddy sees it and Teddy is chased. Um he runs outside and we see uh Ginny the shitty girlfriend gets levitated over the pool, has her neck snapped and then just dropped in the pool unceremoniously.
2: Um, It's a serious demon. Yeah,
3: Yeah, this demon is pissed. And you know, (laughs) I don't think they really go into like who the demon is because I find that in a lot of demon horror movies, a part of the storyline is figuring out the name of the demon because once you know the name, then you can exorcise it. But because they don't even know the name of this demon, there's seriously nothing they can do. He's just an agent of chaos.
1: Yeah. I think that's even part of the problem is it's like, you made up a name, it's Jack. Like, you just created a completely false... (laughs) identity for it to inhabit yeah. it's a thought form energy ghost yeah which boy, did i need to drink after that phrase <laughs> <laughs> even if she didn't say astral plane, i'm like mm, i feel like this still counts yeah <laughs> like, i honestly feel like that might have been a good moment of just like un of like low-key comedy if during the sex she had said like astral plane and one of the characters just have sure like trauma like took a shot took a drink. <laughs> yeah.
3: That actually would be what that would be actually really good if this uh. were keep it in mind for when this gets remade in 2050 Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when the next pandemic comes around
3: Yeah, oh, exactly
0: um he's yeah, so- in, in a legit horror movie here <laughs> like the rest of oh it, yeah that's like, movie Teddy like logs in and this demon like kills his girlfriend chases him around the house uh like turns on the music box earlier that he was like this shit creeps me out so like
2: yeah
0: he, he runs he runs outside there's a music box there's a noose just hanging around um is like, like the
2: barn or something
3: yeah, this whole thing for him is just it's just terrible. And he has yeah. no answers whatsoever. Like, I don't <laughs> think he's ever going to know what I mean, obviously, he's dead. But I mean, if he's like, in <laughs> no you know happened. limbo, and someone's like, so what happened to you? He's just like, fuck if I know. I, I just have no idea. a, <laughs>
2: <Yeah. trying to laughs> a like, demon attacked <laughs> me.
1: He's probably trying to find me like, what the fuck happened at that seance? That what is probably
3: why do? he's a ghost. His unfinished business is to mm-hmm. find out what actually happened. Because he's just that mad that he doesn't know what happened to him. There's our spinoff <laughs> right there. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, his, his flashlight explodes and uh, like his, his lighter uh yes his torch explodes yeah. and uh <laughs> his, his lighter catches him on fire he's already knocked unconscious and he burns alive oh god uh, well emma gets to watch this happen poor poor emma. i did
1: not like watching the flame slowly crawl up his body that and his was...
2: screaming was not oh. no I, i'm like and i don't care if it was a man bun or a twat knot. That was horrible. Look,
1: Demon Zelkova doesn't have any time to waste. It knows it only has ten minutes left on this call.
3: Yeah, he's like, I got to go. This is yeah. just like a blitz kill right now. Okay, yeah, I was <laughs> that this does shit out, they the got theory. another
0: person in here now.
3: <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, like, I, that's actually
3: why his was so brutal is because he was annoyed that there was another person on this call. He had to planned <laughs> out. Who he was gonna kill, by when, and then Teddy comes in and he's just like, Well, this fucks everything up.
2: <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, I'm gonna go full, like, straight horror movie. Yeah. Thing. He, he, I was yeah. gonna try to vary it, but now, mm mm. Just nothing gonna, anymore. just gonna, like, one and done. Well, two and done. He then took uh, one
1: look at Jenna was like, You had nothing to do with I'm still just killing you. You annoy me too. Like, God. Like, I'm doing everyone a solid with this one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, a
0: hat both 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 uh, jenny and uh radina's boyfriend both just get offed for no reason um yeah we we're it's, off,
2: caught on camera
0: yeah it, it, no it's just emma and uh you know the the blank screen that's been left behind um by uh Haley who got pulled down the hallway um so we're just seeing like Haley's living room and poor Gemma continuing to hide under the blanket uh Emma hears noises. She can't see anything, so she throws a blanket at it, and of course, that's effective. It lands on the figure, and we see the yeah. There. That's that was spooky. That uh, I, I
3: I feel like I've seen that in one of the Paranormal Activities. I feel like it may have been it's... Paranormal Activity Three, okay. But uh, so seen I've one. seen that happen before, and it and it did not scare me as much as it could have, but. It, it is still effective.
1: <laughs> Similar to the flower trick. It's like, oh, this thing that we, you know, this, because it's easy to think about this demon is this ethereal spirit thing. And then when it, yeah, it she's using the what flower, she's got to find though, it. It hangs over the way. It's like, oh, there is a physical presence here. Mm-hmm. There is a yeah. physical strength that you cannot overcome. And also, I do want to go back to when Gemma was just like, well, I'm getting the fuck out. I gotta go, ch- I'll go check up on Haley. And she tells him, I'm like, yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Just, just stay under the blankets.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's I... honestly, not
0: until Emma gets out from under the blanket, things go about well poorly for her. Maybe she just stayed there. It's true. I like to
1: imagine the demon was just looking around the room, going, "I'm like, fucking, where is? she? I can't find her. Where
2: does she go? I think there's it's just, just this like
0: sad blanket.
2: <laughs> yeah, this does support yeah. the idea that the demon <laughs> is, just is here tied. Sobbing. To the, yeah, to the Zoom call, because if it doesn't have the context of the background, yeah. then it can't tell yeah. where they are. Um they also- are, yeah. yeah,
3: I mean if you if you can't see her, you can't see her. That's hilarious. <laughs> Poor demon. But yeah, if if she has stayed under the blanket, I feel like she may have survived, which is wild considering this, that never happens. This brain <laughs>
1: is wild, like this demon is half like terrifying bone chilling murderer, half Invisible person lo- looking to cause a ruckus.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot of uh solid, like a solid idea of what this demon is, how it behaves, what its rules are. You know, and I think that's one of the things that makes it even more scary is yeah. that there are no rules. You know, yeah,
1: like you know, the, some horror movies. You know, by the time you get to act three, they give you all the rules, and you have like this cathartic, like Oh, I now know enough to beat back the horror, and it's kind of become catharsis. And then there's you know movies like this and The Scent, where it's like there are no answers. You're not going to know why this is happening or have any way to beat it, and that's the experience.
3: Right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's the end of Emma because Emma goes uh is trying to run from the thing and then we see like the phone drop in the yard and then we see her body go crashing through the picnic table outside and Mm -hmm. uh that's that's it for emma she's just going to continue to lie there in the picnic table presumably dead
1: i did have the thought like the phone lands first and then she crashes through the table and i'm like that's not how gravity works
2: (laughs) Had some Galileo showed that how that's not how that goes. I think she jumped. I think she like she dropped her phone and then she jumped cuz or the thing threw her. I mean That makes more sense than the gravity yeah. defying phone. Yeah, the, the, the phone
0: that, that That thing definitely threw her. She hit that table real fucking hard. He really hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. There's no no way she jumped. Yeah. Um unless she was really high up, which <laughs> I don't think she was.
2: Uh, Well, the the time it took for the phone to get to the ground, I think it was. Yeah. Wasn't that high? I think it was only second story or something. Like maybe
3: two stories. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But after she falls, then we go back into Haley's screen. Yes. Gemma has made it to Haley's by breaking the window, which that window broke real fast. It can't be like ready for winter. It broke so fast.
2: <laughs> well, Gemma is apparently very familiar with uh, Haley's windows. So yeah, maybe clearly. She knows all of the like. She's, Which she's phases been testing to hit? spots.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like a raptor in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> she's been testing it
2: for weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, if also, I hit it in this particular way. <laughs> so
0: correct me if I'm wrong, it. but Haley's window is not on ground level. So, like. Did
3: what did she do?
0: Climb up We're on a ladder it. and then bust her window out?
3: That's powerful. I guess she
2: does have a lot of, like, adrenaline, so... Yeah. <laughs> adrenaline can do a lot.
0: Gemma's really... we got to talk... She's really dedicated to saving Gemma. her girlfriend.
2: Gemma, okay, first of all, Gemma, if Gemma's the one that summoned this demon with the name Jack and a quick story, first of all, that's that's pretty powerful, right? Like, she summoned this creature that, like, picked up a woman and, and cracked her neck and threw her in the pool or whatever you know that like move stuff like this is this is like level 1000 poltergeist activity is, is gemma a sorceress is that where? yeah and then gemma is like okay i'm gonna um climb that you know i can't get through Haley's front door i'm gonna climb her the side of this building and get through her window <laughs> like you know, and how she, like...
0: that shit? Just
2: Haley yeah, she's the one in the relationship solo...
1: who's into astrology, and Gemma is the one who can drive. Yeah, <laughs> that's their ship dynamic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and you know, and she also survives what happens next. Yeah, I is... was
0: I was worried this was going to be the end of the movie for a second because Gemma gets in and she's looking around Haley's apartment. And then, like, a bottle comes flying off the shelf and smashes against her head. And she goes down like a ton of bricks. And I was yeah, like, I was down for, like
1: a, like, a fair amount
3: of time.
0: I yeah. Was like, did Gemma just come all this way just to get clobbered by a fucking a glass bottle? bottle and be done?
3: yeah yeah i'm, I'm yeah. glad she woke up after that because i was gonna be like that's that fucking sucks and that was like <laughs> a
2: wine bottle or like a stout bottle like that was a big it wasn't like a little think you know it wasn't your your little beer bottle you're like yeah but like they,
3: you have to be hit at the right spot yeah. on your head with a wine bottle to die yeah.
2: you know otherwise you're just
3: gonna be out and pissed She's you know just- so hard so hard that i was just like my god either that ghost has impeccable aim or her head
2: is a peach (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean it does shatter which just
0: threw that bottle like it was emma you
2: know (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly she does she does wake up she does get up out of that and then that's where the the meeting time you see the actual like seconds tick down which i'm like really is this is this it? Is this, is this the last minute of this film?
3: Yeah. In that last minute, I was so stressed. And I think having that timer there definitely made the viewer more stressed than if it were not there, you know, like if it was just like, and then it's over. But because it was, you know, one minute, your, your mind is just racing. Like, how are they going to solve this in one minute? Are they going to die? Are they going to live in one minute? That's 60 seconds. That's no time at all. I didn't <laughs> you know?
1: really notice the timer until it was at like 12 seconds left. Oh,
3: my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we also get the like callback with the trick closet where the uh, she here's something and then she opens it up and the ironing board falls out just again like at, the, at the beginning yeah <laughs> yeah Haley, yeah. Haley yeah, stuck like, your oh, shit good better callback.
3: honestly that that ironing board cannot be there because it keeps falling out <laughs> take and a Haley
0: hint is, yeah also Haley has figured out the like key to this thing which is to hide off camera apparently
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> she is hidden under her desk and apparently that works yeah um, until, yeah and
3: she's not on camera
0: yeah, until Gemma rescues her and puts her back on camera, um, you know they they have their quarantine elbow bump, uh, which is a nice touch. I love it. I love yeah. the
1: elbow bump.
0: And then Haley, of course, decides to bring out her her ghost summoning camera and <laughs> is flashing it down the hallway to make sure there's nothing there. And they go through this whole four times before uh, the last one. We we see the creature jump at the screen and the meeting times out.
3: Yeah. Which is like and I... the the creature jump at the screen was really good. Yeah. But oh yeah. That one actually scared me, and it the fact that it, it ended right after that, it, I felt like I still had that feeling of of scaredness for like a full thirty seconds after the movie was over because it was cut off. I so like how thing. it didn't go straight to yeah. the
1: fence. I like how long it lingered. It just the zoom. call. Over and it just really singing mm-hmm. like that's it. There's no more. Your one window into the lives of these people is gone, and you're not gonna know what it's happens
2: gone. after that. Yeah.
0: I also like. There's so many movies that like end with that last jump, and there's no reason for them to end with the last jump. Whereas like mm, yeah. this one has a reason to end with the yeah. jump scare. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're never gonna know what happened. You're never yeah. gonna it's know. A
2: Very relatable end of meeting screen where you're mm-hmm. like, god damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: And and right, I, I it do justifies that the ending. Need. It justifies the ending jump scare more than any ending jump scare. Yeah. Seen, absolutely. Looking at you, American ending of the descent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Completely unjustified jump scare. Uh, yeah. And then I, I like that they do the credits as Zoom participants at the end, which is it's a nice mm-hmm. thing. That was, that yeah. was fun. Uh, yeah no emily i know i
3: definitely know that when i first saw it i was like this movie is like revolutionary for found footage i need to show my husband immediately and i watched it like 10 minutes after it ended i just watched it again because <laughs> <laughs> so i was like we need to watch this together right now this is so good <laughs> yeah,
0: and at that point it's you know watching it twice is the same length as you know half as a
2: full movie yeah exactly yeah, so... yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the, the fact that Haley and Gemma don't just like Ollie out is, uh is the only like mystifying. I mean, I don't know. That's the only po- time where I'm like, really? But, you know, there's a few seconds left and we the viewers want to see what's going on. Yeah. That is one of those things where um I think that it would have been less satisfying as you know like that jump scare again like this is the only time where a jump scare is really justified Haley's curiosity and our curiosity as the viewers must be satisfied so
3: um I, I, you know with this though I don't I did not have that I was not like but what happens I just they're done yeah I didn't make it you know <laughs> like I when I saw how quickly they were getting killed off and then right after the last jump scare i was just like okay he got him that's it well Well, that's the the thing is
2: if they they had ollied out you know it would have left you with a little bit of that curiosity and and it wouldn't have been as terrifying you know like our our curiosity as the viewer needed to be satisfied in terms of like we have to see something before we go Hmm. you know we need something a little bit more substantial um and and the the creature like straight up attacking them in that last flash of light, um, gives us the ending that you know, a solid ending there. And a jump scare, which is really hard to get a solid ending and a jump scare at the same time at the same time. time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The
1: only other scenario is again, if the demon is tied to the Zoom call and it like disappears once the zoom call ends, in which case they get to go, well that was weird. And from then on they're like, yeah, we need this to be a Microsoft Teams meeting.
3: Yeah, we
0: can't go back to Zoom after this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's the end of it. That's that wraps it up. Um, it's a, a really fantastic ending. I, I think we already said. Um, now, do we want to talk about the this movie as as progressive about its politics? Um, I mean, there. I think one of the things that I enjoyed about this movie, to some extent, is is that it is very much what it is like. It doesn't have aspirations to be some mm-hmm. like huge message movie it is basically like a, you know a, a quick horror movie with with found footage that you know it's just about people that <laughs> fuck around and find out um, yeah
3: yeah absolutely and well, honestly i think that's totally fine especially when it comes to found footage movies so many found footage movies are you know i want to find out if this thing is real and scary you find out that it's real and scary, (laughs) you know? And that's what, that's what I like the most about horror movies. I want those horror movies that are just like, this is scary. And we're, we're finding out how scary it is by putting ourselves into the moment. Um, I find that horror movies that do have, you know, a message, um, It's hard to balance the message and the scares, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it depends on what you want out of your horror films as if you're going to like this one or not, you know, because I don't think this one really has a message. If anything, the message is uh, do better searching when you find a medium, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um I think the only message that I can really think of is just, uh, a it's really less of a message and more of a look into isolation. Yeah. You know? yeah,
2: It is yeah. very much a, a reflection of this, like just a crystallization of this specific time. Yeah. I wanted to mention something else. I mean, it, it brings up the pandemic. It brings up isolation. You know, it talks about these various um, situations that people are in in terms of the pandemic. There is one thing that, i found in the film that i think is very specific but the the last frame of teddy that we see is this sort of glitched out paused image of him on fire this was the one of the few ways that i could track through through the, the internet through uh through webcams. This is one of the few ways I could track the California fires. We had a uh we had interactive maps that had webcams like in the middle of the fire, and there was one that was stuck on a fire that was like there for three days, just stuck on its last moment and it was terrifying. <laughs> Cause it was like it looked like the surface of the sun. I'll send it to you later. But I've um, only seen
1: footage of those fires and it looks like actual hell on earth
2: yeah and so seeing that that image of teddy on fire i don't think it was on i don't think it was deliberate on the part of the uh the filmmakers because it's such a specific thing but that also just crystallized something that i you know one of the the horrors of 2020 you know the pandemic and the isolation and also these these environmental factors that we don't really have anything we don't have any control over. So, you know, in a way that we're all watching this, you know, this chaos through our cameras and having like very little to no ability to affect anything. Something,
1: yeah, yeah something about the movie where, you know, it wasn't an overt message, but something that I found to be kind of a, a feminist angle to the movie was I enjoyed that it didn't feel the need to be like, oh, all these actresses need to, like, get their hair done and wear, like, nice outfits and, like, look good for it. They The movie was, like, it just let them, you know, be in the pajamas and have, like, no makeup and just be, like, natural. So, yeah. I mean, it, it made it more realistic and immersive, and it just felt like the kind of decision that a lot of, like, you know, bonehead Hollywood assholes wouldn't make. So I was glad the movie did.
0: Yeah, and I, I do appreciate, I mean, there's... Very few male characters in this movie, and none of them are at all helpful. Like Teddy is the, you know, is the one who goes down quickest of the group. Um, yeah. You know, Teddy is is incredibly useless. But is anyone know,
1: in this movie strictly useful? Gemma.
0: I mean, Gemma's the closest one, and she's to blame for the whole. Yeah. Part.
3: <laughs> That's who that what they want you to think. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm right. still it's at it. Like, it's the medium.
3: It's the medium.
2: I think it's the medium. Yeah. Ultimately, like the medium gave them this power.
3: Yes, and then didn't teach them how to wield it. Yeah, you know, so you can't. You just have to expect chaos when you don't put in guidelines. That's just how things work. You know.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I do think... appreciate that Gemma goes charging out to go save her friend in this movie. That like, yeah, Haley disappears, and Gemma's like, "Fuck yeah. this! I'm putting on this mask, and I'm gonna go save her." um
3: You know, work, I think that's another right thing that. It, nope. it doesn't. Yeah. It, she was not successful, but the idea that she did try is really important because I find a lot of times in horror movies that don't have a lot that have, um, you know, a female lead. So I guess the, the closest one that I can think of that has like majority female is d- the descent mm-hmm. um, and they have their own interpersonal problems with each other. But in the long run with hosts. They care about each other, and it doesn't matter. You know, we need to save each other because these are just piddly little arguments that we can get over. Meanwhile, with descent, it was like, "Well, fuck you for fucking my husband," you know, was, like uh, was <laughs> the it was more with descent, like.
2: I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right.
3: exactly. So I think that host does it better, and uh, that. We realize, yes, women can have issues with each other, but also knowing where the line is to, you know, is this a big issue that I'm not gonna like save you from death? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or is this like something we can fucking get over? You know? Yeah.
1: And they felt like a realistic group of friends. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. very believable, like, yes, this is a group of people who's getting together for a <laughs> weekly like call to like stay in touch and have some semblance of social lives and this fucking pandemic yeah
2: there's also an interesting um dichotomy between the how they appear on the screen and then their little icons where some of their icons are like them all in makeup or doing like a you know funny face or something like that and then they're uh they're you know it it also um adds to that realness of them just kind of being in their pajamas you know disheveled or or otherwise like you know wearing their poor mask or whatever um so yeah yeah it it, there wasn't a lot there that um felt like it was contrived in any way there was there it it was uh um so immersive
0: it's a rare chance i think to see like actresses as real women on screen um you know not not in a way that's too uh fussy and fucked with like so many Mm -hmm so many movies are um i mean as far as like the other stuff in this movie there's really no sort of allusions toward any kind of lgbt anything in this movie um you know they they're all friends but there's nothing else that's even implied as far as you know the group of them and uh there's very little to do with class other than you know uh, Ginny is clearly rich and they all hate her. <laughs> um, I mean, it. other than that there's there's not too much of that um and then I, I think as far as the health, mental illness, physical disability kind of stuff, like, you know, we, we deal specifically with the pandemic angle of it, of, you know, the isolation and, um, you know, what, what that does to people and, and what people, I mean, like, I, I get this the real feeling that if this hadn't been pandemic times, Caroline would not fucking be at the seance. <laughs> like She does not have yeah. anything to do with this, but this is their get together and this is her only chance to hang out with her friends.
1: Yep. it does oh poor carolyn (laughs)
0: um so i guess uh the the one other question is as far as any sort of representation of people of color in this movie gemma is the only one um and i don't think they do too much to talk about that to address it in any way really
1: the only thing that i thought was I understand but cool was, uh, you know, the version, uh, at least Emily and I saw that had, uh, Steens, did your version also have the seance at the end? No. So, uh, so like uh, I was saying before, the they, they kind of research seance was included and that question, uh, that Jenna has, uh, like, will I be able to speak to my grandparents if I can't speak the same language as them? That was a question like she asked during that research seance. And like mm-hmm. a lot of the only parts of that seance really did go like directly into the movie.
2: Yeah. Well, and also the the medium lost contact with them in that seance too. In their And yeah, that their was research. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did like that 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 Gemma had that question, because that's a that's a really good question. Yeah. Oh yeah um not just for for anybody that has like multi-ethnic um uh parents and and relatives and stuff but also like if you're gonna be something like you summon jack the ripper or something and he's like oh I, 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 you know like not to not to cast aspersions on our um british uh friends of accents but um you know like the 100 years ago 200 years ago people spoke very differently um and you know do demons speak english i mean a lot of I people mean, who speak english are demonic but this particular demon knew
1: at least when they were asking questions and when to start wrecking shit yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean this one did but i also think that that coming back to the point uh with gemma it also you know highlighted that she was you know, a person of color that she was not British white. And
0: highlighted it without being about it, I think. I feel like that worked. I know Steens, you had talked about wanting to discuss this as is sort of progressive in the found footage way. Do you feel like was there more you wanted to say on that?
3: Yeah, I was just talking about how I think this is like really taking a step forward with found footage. You know, for so long so many found footage movies were. I'm recording this on this camera I found or on my phone and we're going to go and explore, you know, and I like the idea of found footage in uh, different ways than that, you know, so the Collinswood story is one that I talked about earlier where it takes place over video chat and it's like, if you watch it, it's it's very clear that it's what they think video chat is going to be like in the future. And it's 100% not. You know? oh. it's, like, <laughs> it's like two extra. They're like connecting it to their phone lines and bringing in wires and stuff. So <laughs> it's actually really funny to see if that's what they think video chatting is going to be. But um, I thought that was one of the best parts of that movie is that they're really thinking what are other ways we can scare people that isn't just this fiction that we've created or this is this real or is this not Mm -hmm. and i think another movie that did that was uh it came out recently death of a vlogger and it is basically a youtuber who is trying to see if, you know, his house is haunted and then you have people saying, oh, it's not really haunted. This was set up, you know, it's a YouTube video. It can be faked. And then finding out, okay, but is it really fake? And then finding out, okay, but is that actually real? And not knowing the difference between reality and and fiction mm-hmm. over YouTube is like a completely other level of you know filmmaking thought and ideas and so when i saw this one i'm just like yes yes let's keep doing that you know i want a full horror movie just on zoom a full horror movie just on tiktok which there was Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i i think it's really exciting to see this kind of stuff because while it's nice to go back to the classics like the blair witch project and it's nice to you know do good mockumentaries like butterfly kisses and 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 Hell House LLC, there's room in the future for more creativity, because the more that we get creative with how we interact with each other, the more we get creative about the stories we tell as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Mm -hmm, For sure.
0: Uh, Well, guys, do we all feel like this one is worth seeing when we recommend it to people?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As Dean said, um, you know, definitely watch it uh, if you can watch it on a, on, a, on a computer screen or on your, you know, on your tablet or whatever with your headphones in, maybe have a webcam open so you can see yourself so you can be in the movie. Watch
0: it in a way Christopher Nolan doesn't want you to.
2: Yeah, <laughs> or David Lynch. <laughs> but even I, I watched it on my television and I, it's, it's still scared the shit out of me. It's still really immersive. So, you know, it's fantastic. And, you know, as scenes, as you were saying, like, there's there's a lot of movies out there like oh they do a horror movie on tiktok they do a horror movie on youtube you know there's there's all these things that like okay they did that thing and so often you see people say like oh so and so or the you know this group of people made a horror movie on tiktok isn't that neat but they don't really actually talk about the movie or how effective it is and in this case this is you know the fact that it's a zoom call is definitely an important part of it but it's it adds to the actual film as opposed to being just a gimmick so, I, yeah, there's I mean, a lot one could say.
3: It's great. It's yeah. great. I mean, there are reasons why this movie is great. And part of it is because it has effective uh scares and it the storytelling was solid from beginning to end but that's just like the base level you know once you really talk about one of the cooler things that they've done a lot of it has to do with the medium you know we were talking about how we saw her typing just nonsense and then you find out it's because her head is hitting the keyboard and you don't see it immediately because there's lag and Mm -hmm. you only get lag if you're doing it over the internet you know so a lot (laughs) of this stuff requires you to be on zoom for these uh, scares to be so effective. I think it's awesome. I can't wait to see what else we can do with found yeah. footage.
1: Yeah, it's, there's a, it's a genre that's still, you know as technology changes and the way we use it changes what we can do with the genre and what it can be will keep changing. For I mean, sure. On that note,
0: did anybody, I mean, we've already had some sort of recommendations in here talked a little bit about it but did anybody have anything they wanted to recommend for people who enjoyed uh, the, the, enjoyed host?
1: I will reach back into the depths of YouTube found footage horror and recommend uh, Marble Hornets, the Slender Man uh, YouTube found footage series.
3: Oh Oh, yeah, Marble Hornets is great. Yeah, and it was one of those that I was actually watching as they were uploading the videos and it was just exciting to see a, a, a storytelling arc over YouTube that no one really knew if it was real or not real. You know?
1: There's also some great moments where you'll be seeing it, and then a character will have information they're not supposed to have. Yeah. Like, how do you get that? I'll be like, you fucking posted it to YouTube. Yeah. I watched the YouTube videos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I, Marvel Hornets is great. Um, I would suggest. The Collingwood Story, if you can find it. Um, I'm pretty sure I have like a copy on my iPad. It is so hard to find. Um, and I don't know why, because it's not like, there's no mysticism around it. It's just a movie. Just put it on DVD, you know? Like I couldn't even buy it overseas. It's wild. But that reminded me of uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. I don't know if anyone's seen those, that movie. I've heard of them. Uh, I cannot watch the Poughkeepsie Tapes anymore. It is quite possibly the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot of scary movies. I Just thinking about it makes me scared. I don't, I can't, I, I can't. But what's even scarier about the Poughkeepsie Tapes is that you could not find it on DVD for years after the movie was done. Wow. And... So you had to either either like get it downloaded or watch it on streaming, you know, like watchmovies123.com or something. But they just never put it on DVD. And it wasn't until like 10, 15 years later when I finally made a Blu-ray of it and people were like, oh shit, finally, <laughs> you know? But I think that sort of uh, suspense of is this real or is this not real uh, kind of ties into found footage as a whole you know but yeah if you if you want to get scared for like the rest of your life watch bokeepsie tapes alone in the dark and (laughs) you will never ever ever want to watch it again i promise you i talked to so many people who've seen it and everyone's just like oh yeah we don't watch that movie anymore it's fucking terrifying
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, emily did you have anything
2: um, I have a couple things. Um, I'm also reaching back. This is this is far back. Um, you know, b- before the stone table was made. Um, <laughs> but this is like uh, the early PlayStation. I think it was PlayStation. Might have been N64. Uh, there's a really great game called Fatal Frame, and it was a ghost hunting game where you took pictures.
1: Oh, yeah, that's there's a whole series of Fatal Frame games.
2: Yeah. Okay. They're, they're so, great. That, this is this is hilarious because this is how much I know about video games i'm I'm recommending this movie from or this this game from like 1996 or something but it's a you know I'm sure there's like a bunch of, of games just like this but um, yeah look up fatal frame you know there's a lot of good video games but this one I think especially because it has that taking photos element and that like quick image um you know the it, it plays up on what you don't see. Um, which, and which I think is a really, really cool, um, underused, uh, horror movie mechanic and horror game mechanic. Um, and, uh, there is a movie that I don't know how well, how easy it is to find, but there was a movie, um, that was kind of like a found footage movie, but it was, it was legendary. Um, that was like a nine inch nails, original, like dub of um what seemed like the uh it's called the broken movie and it's it's usually you find it in like really really old vhs's and it looked like someone had put like nine inch nails movies or did nine inch nails videos over like a snuff film and it is terrifying and it's like you can't really see what's happening um big trigger warnings on that one um it is really scary and there's a lot of like torture and stuff like that that is implied because you can't really see it because it's all like, you know, you got image bleed and, you know, tape decay and stuff like that. Um, but that one is a really, really scary kind of found footage, uh, not sure if it's real or not uh, video. It's probably on the internet somewhere.
0: Yeah. And, and as, as for me, there's I mean, there's a ton of podcasts that have basically taken the found footage angle and, and turned it into, you know, fictional podcasts. Um, one that I really enjoy that does it in a sort of in-between space is the Magnus Archives, um, which is about this fictional institute that collects stories of of weird happenings, and so they're all sort of these these stories about crazy things that have happened to people, and they start to tie into a much bigger story. But they're um, they're you know little weird ghost stories. There's stories about you know different types of fear and the nature of fear and things like that that all kind of tie together. Um, it doesn't really stretch too much to do the the sort of found version of it. There is like a meta story that starts to pop up as you go, um, but I enjoy that one quite a bit. Um, as far as movies, um, one that I <laughs> watched recently that I didn't know anything about when I started it, but I think that's the best way to watch it, is uh, the movies Creep and Creep Two, which are both from Bloomhouse. They're both kind of found footagey movies with Mark Duplass in them. And it has this really weird element of like, I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy. I don't know where this is going. You know, this this guy gets hired as a, you know, a, like a video documentarian basically to follow this guy around for a day. And he's like the guy he's following is Mark Duplass. And Mark Duplass's character in this is just so weird. And you don't know where anything is going and a lot of it you know is, is improv um but it has just this extreme feeling of discomfort where you're like you're with this guy and you're like i don't know what this guy is gonna do he could just be a nice weird guy who's trying to like share these nice moments with you and just doesn't know how to do it or he could be a serial killer and um you know for for the most of the movie you're not sure which it is and then the second one I think is even better because it puts a twist on it yeah creep okay yeah and the second one puts like a a weird twist on it um but you have to have seen the first one for it to make any sense but yeah i think creep 2 is is even better yeah and that's like literally all i would want to say because the the less you go in knowing and the more you just get to sort of like enjoy mark duplass's weirdness in it i think the more mark duplass's weirdness can be pretty dang weird Yeah, yeah,
3: that idea of like just following somebody around and not really knowing what's going on is always creepy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because you're like the the main character, I guess, the protagonist of this movie is just the cameraman, and most of the time he's not on screen, and you know, you just like don't know what's gonna happen. You're right there with him. He doesn't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on like it it takes that step of just like putting you in the shoes of the person who's in what could at any moment turn out to be a horror movie and it, it's just so effective and so like so well done now that we've uh, talked all those over just need to uh, let people know where they can find us online steens where can people find you and find out more about what you do
3: uh, you can follow me on twitter that's oh steens o-h-e-y steens or you can follow me on instagram i have a TikTok. i don't think i have any other social media i guess i'm on now my facebook is collecting dust don't find me there um <laughs> so yeah you can find me on twitter for the most part oh steens
0: and uh, where can people find your work your oh a bookstore
3: (laughs) so my first first book uh archival quality you can find at uh your local bookstore you can order from your favorite comic bookstore. uh it's from owning press um and then i am a syndicated cartoonist so i do the daily comic strip uh heart of the city and you can read that either on GoComics.com or your local newspaper
2: nice and uh emily what about you uh, well, I am on Twitter at Megamoth. Um, I am on uh, Instagram at Mega underscore Moth. Um, you can see my online portfolio um, on megamoth.net. And I am on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash Megamoth. Um, and I'm on other things like Tumblr and stuff. Megamoth, just, just look up a Megamoth and <laughs> you will find me usually.
0: And uh, Ben, what about you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at, at BenTheCon. Uh, you can find my comics uh Shaman Heavenly Blues and Griffin Galaxy's Most Wanted on Comixology. Uh Shaman and Heavenly Blues are available in print. And my next book is Renegade Rule from Dark Horse Comics, uh coming out in comic book stores May 26th.
0: Awesome. And uh I am jrome58 on Twitter and Instagram. So it's J-R-O-M-E-5-8. Uh, you can also find me at jeremywhitley.com, which is very rarely updated. Um, and my uh, my new books I've got coming out in this next year. We've got uh, School for Extraterrestrial Girls Book 2 is coming out this summer. And uh, Raven, the Pirate Princess Book 9 just came out. As far as the podcast, uh, Progressively Horrified is on Patreon at patreon.com slash progressively horrified. We're on Twitter at Prague Horror Pod. Uh, our website is progressively horrified.transistor.fm. So you, if you would please subscribe, rate, and review, uh, we would appreciate that greatly. Uh, I do want to thank our guest, Steens, for joining us. Thank you for coming out. Yes, thank you.
3: Yeah, thanks thank for having me. Thank you so much me. for joining. I love talking about uh, found footage movies with anyone. And thank you year, for
0: recommending so. this
1: movie. It was so good. Yeah.
3: If any of you do watch Fakiti Tapes, please tell me what you think of it. And if you would ever watch it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Uh, and thank you, Emily and Ben, for for being part of this. And thanks to everybody out yeah. there for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we will be back again for for more scary movies next week. All right. Goodbye. Progressively Horrified is created and produced by Jeremy Whitley. This episode featured Jeremy Whitley, Ben Kahn, Emily Martin, and Steens. All opinions expressed by the commentators are solely their own and not intended to represent the intent or opinion of the filmmakers, nor do they represent any of the employers, institutions, or publishers of the commentators. Our theme music is Epic Darkness by Mario Cole 06 and was provided royalty free from Pixabay. Contact us on Twitter at Prague or by email at Progressively at gmail.com.
2: A shot. Oh, of coffee. I'm, I'm actually just having a cookie.
0: Oh. I'm <laughs> Important adult stuff.
3: You dunked that cookie for so long, it's probably just mush. I was like, I cannot believe how long you're dunking this
2: cookie. It's an is arc. it cold or is it? It's iced coffee.
3: Oh, okay. I was gonna say hot coffee that you only need two dunks for
2: that <laughs> yeah i know on the oven, yeah.
0: Dunkin' cookies is is a real important arc it's like you want to get it as close it's to mush as possible really. without <laughs> yeah yeah you know, without actually having it fall apart and fall into your coffee you know
3: usually i'm yeah I'm, i want to be able to like bite into it still
0: yeah,
1: i sometimes leave the milk uh the The cookie and the milk too long, and it does fall in. But then that just means when I finish the milk, I got a nice, like, cookie much surprise at the end.
0: (laughs) The slurry of cookie. All right, we all ready?
3: Okay, where do we leave off? We're talking about. All right.
0: um, So.